So 561 Music now has a hotline. You can call us anytime at 561-203-9122 and ask us any questions you like, um, you know, some humorous ones or something about um, the guests we've had on the show or questions about gear or questions about the festival or anything you like. Um, it's, of course, 561 203 9122. We would love to hear from you. Um, we did a pretty fun little message, so you get to hear that too. Um, even if you just call up to listen to me and Hector trying to do a good phone message, that's a good enough reason. But yeah, we'd love to hear from you, so uh, please get in touch. Welcome, welcome to 561 Music. My name's Ben. We don't have any Hector today, which is uh, just is what it is. I hope he's all right. He's uh, struggling today a little bit, not feeling very well. So uh, you're just stuck with me. Um, I'm sure it'll be fine. <laughs> um, so yeah, we uh, this weekend, Kilbilly's had quite a busy weekend. We were at uh, Mego Mally's, which uh, we talk about all the time on here. It was a fantastically good time. Um, always is for some reason. Melbourne knows how to party. We always have a blast. But it turns out that about 15 minutes after we left, right across the street from where we were playing, there was a shooting, which was pretty terrifying. Um, so I guess I'm glad I wasn't there for that. And I just hope everyone from that situation is okay. I don't think anyone died, but man, that's just becoming a real problem these days, isn't it? Um, yeah, so then we... Uh, Carson's Tavern we played on Saturday and uh, that was great too in fact Carson's Tavern might be I want to say that's you know it top three places we play in terms of fun it's not even a very big place just playing the corner of the room but it's just such a great vibe I've been playing there for over 10 years now and I still absolutely love it Carson is a, a gentleman he's a, always looks after us and uh, if you've never been up there to Carson's Tavern you should come up there when we're playing because the vibe is great and then on Sunday I played um, at a place called Cork in Hope Sound and uh, that's my solo stuff and uh, that went that went really well too I did just a great weekend of fun gigs actually so yeah good stuff with that and then um, we decided we were going to start putting this up at the top of the episode. So um, if you would be so kind as to like and subscribe, then we would really appreciate that. And if you want to find this podcast um, on the socials, it's 561 Music Podcast. But then we also have a website, which is 561music.com. And there's all sorts of different interesting things and features on the website. Um, you can... Even donate us money if you're feeling generous, and that goes a long way because, uh, you know, we have to pay for the recording of this podcast and we're not making any money on anything um, podcast-related. So uh, um, a little goes a long way, and we'd really appreciate that. Now, um, we have Exigent with us today. How's it going, guys? Hello. Hi. Hello. We have uh, Jess, Jessica, Angel, and Jacob. Yep. Yes. yes. <laughs> Yeah, it's nice to nice to see you guys, um, and it's nice to get um, some young blood on here. You know, quite sometimes it feels like it's all sort of uh, crusty old fellas like me on this podcast. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> totally fine. I appreciate it. Uh, um, yeah. So, um, how long have you guys been a band? 
All right. Well, we started the band in 2018. So, so that was five years. Yeah, 19, 20, it's one, two, three. yeah, five years. Quite some time, and yeah, we're still going strong. Yeah, fantastic. What? Where did you? Uh, I I read a little bit about this. I confess, but I'm going to ask the question anyway. How did you come up with the name Exigent? So the name, the name was uh, with me. So a little story time, right? So yeah, there you go. It's me, right? I'm in high school, and I'm like, at the time where I'm like. Man, you know, I really want to do like my own kind of band project. Um and I was in my English class, Miss Yasmin's English class. And Ms. we were Miss Yasmin, oh, yeah. that was in it. I had her too. Oh, cool. <laughs> I had her too. <laughs> and uh in my school all our textbooks were digital. They were on computers. Okay. So are they even still textbooks at that point? I guess so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I guess. I well, it's mean, just text at that point. It's just, yeah, pretty text much, on yeah. a page pretty much. <laughs> so we're reading uh, Julius Caesar, as you do. Oh, yeah. And uh, as awesome. you do as a good student, half my screen is playing a PS2 emulator. <laughs> so and, and then the other half is the textbooks that I'm following along. So, you know, if I get called on, I know what's happening, but, you know, I'm, playing games in the back you know man i wish we had that option when i was here just being a good student you know um and then you can't make it up literally i glance over to the page on the right and highlighted in the top is the word exigent and i'm like that's a pretty cool word yeah what what does it mean it means like demanding pressing something that needs attention Right, oh, yeah, like, that was the one thing yeah. I wasn't sure about. I, I, I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure I've ever used it correctly, or if at all. And yeah. it is a great word. <laughs> That's great. So, um, you've been together since 2018. How did you all meet? Uh, well, we actually we kind of met like without even realizing that we met in a sense, because this isn't the original lineup that was in 2018 okay so we were actually playing this is the same before we started the show and then Jess had said a strap fell off during one of the shows this was that show mm-hmm. so oh, okay. mm-hmm. we were playing at a place called Piper's and uh Angel was there yeah. playing drums with another band that was there yeah I was like featuring that night with another band with Liliac with Liliac and they put me on one song and they were playing first and I was like oh they sound pretty cool and I you know after they played I'm like hi how are you I I say hi and you know just being nice and never spoke to them ever again (laughs) (laughs) and then last year that's when I ended up joining the band which is crazy. It's already been a year, and I can't even believe that. Time really does yeah, fly. Yeah, I auditioned for their band, and they took me out to play Uno. Okay, And cool. And then I I won a couple rounds. Like, oh, I was so happy. Turns out, like, that was me getting inducted in the band. <laughs> oh, there you go, like a, like a hazing. Yeah, yeah. yes, <laughs> quite literally, yeah. And I was like, oh, they were like, welcome in the band. I was like, oh. That's was, so awesome. It was at like a restaurant too. I felt so bad for everyone around us because I was just like, oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. that's so exciting. So what does a uh, an audition for Exigent look like? How did you do that? Uh, we just like it was, just got together and just 
It was honestly to see. Yeah, it was honestly to see if we gelled, if we actually got along, if our playing styles kind of blended in together. You know, I've been playing music for a really long time, and I've been in a bunch of bands. I don't think at any point I've auditioned for one. And I'm kind of oh, sad wow. about that fact. Oh. <laughs> I've got the audition experience. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. People tell me about it all the time. That's why I ask the question. I'm just genuinely curious. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, so uh, let's get into a little bit about how you ended up um, getting into music and, um, and you know, how, where your parents involved or supportive, stuff like that. Let's start with you, Jessica. How did you find yourself getting into music? Uh, Well, my background is actually in musical theater and dance, so I've always been around music just in general. And I really didn't get into rock until much later, though. Like, I'd say probably high school, I got more into classic rock, and I was in school of rock as well, so I was doing a lot of that type of music. How old did you go? Did you start going there? I was, I want to say, 15 or 16. Okay. Um, And then after, after that, I kind of spread around a little bit I, I honestly don't really know what happened to my music taste after that it kind of just went in a million different directions and then sure. I found myself really liking the heavier rock even metal and yeah. I was like you know this is this goes really hard I'm, I'm really loving this and then I found myself playing a lot of that stuff cool and, I really and, and it. you know did you did you always play the same instrument what was your sort of journey with instruments Oh, this this is fun to talk about. <laughs> so I was, as I said, um, a musical theater type of person. So yeah. I did a lot of more classical Broadway style singing. And for a long time, that was pretty much my comfort zone. I didn't really go outside of that. I was all up in my mix. Like I've, I'm all about vocal health and anatomy and stuff. So I was all up in my mix. I was like, I'm not going to hurt my voice. I'm not going to do anything crazy. And then I started to get more into the modern pop style kind of singing. This was much more recent, like in the past few years. And I really started to push myself. But before I got into that, funny story how I got into bass. So I was taking guitar at school and at school oh, of rock. taking guitar. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> right. Yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah, when I was taking... Um, guitar i was also in school of rock at the time and i got put on a bass song i don't even remember how yeah i just got put on a bass song and i only knew acoustic guitar so i was like okay how does bass work i guess i'll figure it out so i had a bass tab in my binder at school so as i was just going over it silently in class i'm thinking nobody's paying attention to me my teacher comes over and is like is that a bass tab and i'm like yeah (laughs) Why? (laughs) So you want to play bass for me next year? Because the bassist is leaving next year. And I was like, oh, um, I guess. I mean, I'm not really a bass player, but sure. And then that's pretty much how it started. Good stuff. So when you say you were taking guitar, was that outside of School of Rock or at School of Rock? Were you doing both? Um, That was at my school. But at School of Rock, I was mainly just singing. Gotcha. And then somehow I got put on a bass song, which is interesting because I never played any other instrument at School of Rock. Yeah. And what kind of guitar were you learning? Like classical or just sort of like um, strumming an acoustic guitar type? Uh, guitar? A little bit of a bunch of stuff. Like right. just uh, kind of like your basic 
you know, green sleeves kind of stuff in okay. school, you know, the, gotcha, gotcha. the that good old stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I see. Yeah, yeah, like that school classical type type situation. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I gotcha. All right, um, Angel, how long have you been playing music and how did you get into it? Um, I've been doing, I've been playing drums. Like that's the only instrument I've been ever played or almost 10 years now, which it's kind of crazy because I started playing drums on my birthday. So it's kind of to keep track of the whole thing. So it'll be almost 10 years. And how I got into it, I was always kind of a metal baby. I was just raised on, like, Iron Maiden was, like, in my blood. Like, my dad just just obsessed. He even has, like, a whole sleeve just dedicated to Iron Maiden. Um, My mom was more paramore. Um, she kind of got me into My Chemical Romance. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's um, awesome. Guns N' Roses, Poison, Cinderella. That's what I hear. So you're bands. from a rock family. Yeah, a rock family. Yeah. And. Did they take you to a lot of shows? What's that? Did you go to many shows with your Oh, parents? yeah. Oh, of course. My first concert was an Iron Maiden concert. I was five. That's awesome. Yeah. And then I just, right then and there, I knew that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to do something with music. And I always liked the the bass in your chest, yeah. that vibration. I was like, yeah. I want to do that to like other people. Like I want them to like feel, oh, this is so cool. Yeah. So that's how I got into drums. Cool. Yeah, it was, it was cool. Did you end up having lessons? Yes. I first went to Guitar Center for lessons. And it was like by the book drums. And I was getting kind of bored of it. Yeah, I know. It was bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't believe I know you. what you mean, though. No. If you're sitting there, like, doing rudiments. Yeah, know, like, yeah, it was just straight-up rudiments and exercises. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I knew it was going to, like, help me and, like, oh, this will be good for me later in life. Thankfully, that's how I went down. I went to the basic Tom 1, Tom 2, like, knowing my actual equipment. Sure. And just going straight to School of Rock. Because when I went to School of Rock, I was turning nine and nine i was cool. nine when i went to school rock and i was eight when i went to um guitar center okay but cool. yeah i was nine and they're like oh you're too advanced for this class we'll just move you with the teens and i sure. was like okay i was yeah, so yeah. scared i was so like moved up to rock 102 n- no it was the next one up it was it was just show it was the regular oh, cool, yeah they put sick. me yeah they put like me like the house band no, not in house band. It was okay. just like the regular, like, oh, oh okay. yeah, I regular, yeah. yeah. Yeah, So I was in Rock 101. This is School of Rock Talk. If you, yeah, if you don't if know, you don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they just put me in there because of my age, and then they didn't realize how much I knew. Yeah. So they put me in, like, just the regular, okay, let's see what she can do. Yeah. And that's how I kind of learned to work with people. So I do think school rock for that because it yeah, is a big part in that respect. Mm-hmm. You know, you have, you have experience playing with other people. Mm-hmm. You know, it's great, and you learn a ton, a ton of covers. You mm-hmm. know, I think um, over here at Live Music Community, we do things slightly differently. But you know, there's there's many benefits that we have from School of Rock. Yeah, you know? I feel it was there like, for a really long time. It was there for like yeah, 10 that's years, crazy. So. When you said that, I was like, wow, yeah. that's a long time. <laughs> yeah. I feel like school rock is good for. An exp- 
experience, but not, in my opinion, not really learning the instrument. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like, oh, I can work with this kid and this kid and we'll hopefully make a song that sounds okay and we'll go through it, right? Yeah. That's how I kind of felt. And I do feel a little bit like a rock daycare sometimes. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Because I see some kids just running around. "Ah!" I'm like, oh my God. I I was hiding behind the vending machine at one point because there's this one kid like, Threw another pillow at another kid. I saw a shoe flying. I saw tissues. I was like, no, no, thank you. Yeah, there was always like holes in the walls from someone. Oh my gosh! Yes, or like markers on the ceiling. I'm like, how did how did he get there? (laughs) (laughs) Jess, were you there when uh, West? If I remember, West Broward School of Rock had a little hole put in the back from a thrown drumstick. Oh, Oh, I don't think I was there. Oh my I god! Think it was it was like the trash can was kind of like moved in front of it. Oh, there you go. They're not in the same location anymore, so <laughs> probably, uh, <laughs> probably if, if Bernie's hearing this, he's probably like, "What the hell's going on?" Over yeah. there? Oh my god! <laughs> but what about you, Jacob? How did you uh, How did you find yourself getting into music? Uh, so, like, my recollection of this is like very. It's like barely there. It's like right at the edge of like where you can't remember like mm-hmm. when you were little because uh, for me it was like very early on so I can like barely even remember sure like a time where I like wasn't really weren't. into music well, I mean that's an answer in itself you've just been doing it this whole time mm-hmm. yeah. but um for like getting into specifically rock music um the earliest thing that I can like just remember uh which is like the story that I usually always tell is that um going we're floridians so disney right it's just the thing you do it's like kind of like a de facto standard for being floridian so uh in their park hollywood studios they have a roller coaster there themed to aerosmith rock and roller coaster so it's the whole entrance is the ginormous red stratocaster with the limo driving down the fretboard and the picture aerosmith on it and Aerosmith music's playing in front of the place and I was just like holy <laughs> this is crazy yeah, I heard awesome. that music and then after that I was like fixated specifically on like the Aerosmith songs that I heard there and then my mom was like if you like that and then she slid me Rush <laughs> And oh, I was nice. like, dude, this is crazy. Aerosmith <laughs> uh, was a gateway drug to Rush. Pretty much. That's great. And then um, I I don't remember what exactly drew me to guitar necessarily. As far as I can remember, I was always just all about guitars. Yeah. I was like the little kid running around, had the power tour toy, maybe like kids my age might remember those vaguely and then guitar hero was huge this sure. was like the mid 2000s rhythm games were going crazy so guitar hero was huge um so i was like running around as a kid you know playing and i'm like ooh, yeah playing guitar hero and then uh when i was six was when i actually was taken like for the first time to actually like go get lessons right um it was at a place called new york music academy okay um and they're still there they're still like two doors down from the location where i went originally um and the owner was like 
telling my mom, he was like, he's a little young. We typically start a little later. Yeah. And I don't remember this, but my mom says I was having none of that and started throwing a freaking tantrum. There you go. I was that Put child. Put your foot down. Yeah, I was that <laughs> child apparently. Um, and then the owner was like, oh, okay, listen, listen, we'll, we'll take him back, okay? <laughs> Let, let's just see where he's at, okay? And then uh, we did like a little lesson and then he was like, we can start lessons. And then I was there until I was around 10, I think. And then that's when I did a school of rock. But New York Music Academy was like, really where I got a lot of like the fundamentals I would say I think okay. I I think I, to this day I still might have out of one of the little books um like the little books with the sheet music yeah there was one that like fell apart I don't I might still have this it was I think the second book it had a blue cover and an acoustic guitar on the front and the two covers for like the front and the back like all the pages had come out of that uh, and I remember the teacher I had there, he wrote this thing. He called it the Guitar Bible. And it was right. basically just like a bunch of like like introductory music theory for guitar stuff. So it was like cool. circle of fizz. You know, yeah, these are your yeah. scale shapes, major pentatonic, minor pentatonic. And that stuff was like kind of over my head at the time. So I was like, all right, so I've got one pentatonic minor shape, and that was, like, all I was going to use. Yeah. <laughs> just I feel like around. I feel like those that stuff, it just bears repeating. Like, I, first time I bring it up with my students, it you know it's going over their head a little bit. But then, you know, you just you just keep at it, and slowly the, the puzzle starts to come together, you know what it I mean? It didn't fully make – well – the the stuff in like the guitar bible it made sense but like expanding on that to like upper levels of music theory didn't really make sense until like i was like a senior in high school sure. even still now like getting into like the higher level stuff like maybe like a year or two ago yeah uh, so I mean, a long journey with that but no, for real and i you know i i did a music degree which was really when it all got straightened out for me because I, I was kind of, I was sort of winging it a little bit up till then. Like I, I understood it to hear it and I could write it and I could play it, mm. but I but I didn't always know all of the nuts and bolts and how everything fits, fit together. I couldn't fake it when I did my degree though. I had to actually know it. So I found that out pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> it was a rough, it was a rough couple of months when I realized I couldn't just fly by the seat of my pants anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Imagine, uh, there was a little bit of a side tangent, but there was one time, like as I kind of moved in, I guess to finish off first before I side tangent a little bit to finish off, like, after that, I had moved into, like, School of Rock for, like, more of, like, the live performance aspect. Yeah. And that, like Angel said, it gave a lot of the experience of, like, okay, this is how you set up and break down equipment quickly. This is how you work with other people. This is how you, you know, make sure you're in sync with other people when you're performing. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, well, that's, fun that's, times with that. Absolutely. All that stuff's really important. One of the things that... Um, Justin does here and has us do when we run the groups is do like disaster shows. So he'll he'll have he'll have 
I mean, one time he even filmed it, which was just so so cool. <laughs> but like, um, he so just like purposefully break the gear and then oh. have to fix it in real time. Oh, okay. Oh so stuff like, um, you know, a, a bass, the strings missing or the cables broken, oh. or you know, all that kind of stuff, or the amp won't turn on and stuff like that. And um, and everyone's just got to figure out how to fix it as fast as they can. And cool. honestly, that was the kind of thing I had to learn the hard way in front of people you know mm. when something would go wrong and it would just it, it would be just so terrifying and awful but if you can get some of those um rough edges knocked off you know in a safe environment where you're not we don't have like a bunch of people watching you you know that's pretty helpful yeah that i, I think that's one of my favorite things is justin's added to this place is that because it it's just really smart like that's the truth of it is with music if it can break it will break mm-hmm. yeah and it'll break yeah. like right when you don't want it to <laughs> yeah that's so true yeah yeah so you better know how to fix it you know what i mean yeah that's so cool that you guys teach that because same over here when something like broke i was like oh it probably wouldn't even be broken it's just the chain of the pedal probably slipped yeah. and i'm like well, I can't stop playing now, so I have to improvise with something. And then, like, after, I'm like, okay, wait, how do I do this? And little yeah. eight-year-old me, I'm like, what? And I'm like, oh, okay. And I do it right there, and I fix it. I'm like, okay, we're good. Yeah. Like, that's cool that you yeah. guys are like, oh. Yeah, totally. Knowing your gear is a big part of it, you know. Mm-hmm. One of the most important parts of it, really. That and um, and for live performancing, Live performancing for live, <laughs> for live performances, um, communication, and also also making sure you look like you're having a good time. It's yes, so easy. Yes. Like you know, I, I feel like some people never learn that lesson. No, they just like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <gasps> yeah, totally. And I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong. It is like there's some people that it's very difficult to work with. You just need to kind of like. Bite your tongue and just like, okay, let's put this aside and this is how this is going to work. This is how this is going to like be. And like, it's it's kind of hard sometimes when you have that one person that's just like not working with you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that was one thing that I for sure learned. Just like even just going at the bars and like restaurants and just just regular life in general, you know. Yeah. So just going out and bleeding through music. While I can't communicate with you i'll like look at you and we're playing all angry like oh mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, just my frustrations right there in the kit and i'm yeah. looking at you like okay You're like, this one we, goes out to you yeah, yeah. you suck <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely a wonderful way to uh get rid of some of that you know anger sadness whatever mm-hmm. might be going on in your life it's yeah. great communicative music i don't know what i would have done without it over the, all these years fantastic form of therapy yeah. It really, really is. Like for me, I always feel so good when I get done, even just rehearsing or practicing, because I'm I'm full force with what we do. Like I'm singing, I'm singing full out. I'm playing my heart out. So when I'm done, I'm like, <sighs> yeah. yeah. By the end, <laughs> me and Jess, like, oh, I'm sorry, Jacob. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, you're not included. Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but like I noticed that. Okay, me. I'm in general TMI. I just sweat a lot. I yeah. just I just sweat a lot. So sure. 
when we're done with the show, it looks like somebody threw a bucket on me. Jessica looks like she's going to pass out. <laughs> Jacob looks like he's ready to jump still. Like, he's like, oh, oh, what are we doing? And I was like. <laughs> you should see what comes off the guitars, though. Oh, oh, oh no. That's, no, that's mm-hmm. gross. No. Nice, tasty finger cheese coming <laughs> yeah, off the fretboard. It's so, it's so satisfying to get it off. I was just like, oh, yeah. yeah for and real. also off the body, the glossy body. Oh, you go like gosh. this with a microfiber and it just, all the clumps of dead skin just yeah, flying so right off. <laughs> it's like, so it sounds beautiful. like you guys really take care of your gear then and look after it. That's, that's good. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. It, t- it took me a long time to do that properly too. I mean, my <laughs> gear was just terrible when I first started out. And I played in a punk rock band and, you know, had to, again, learn the hard way that if you don't take care of it, it breaks, you know, so it's fallen to pieces. Uh, um, yeah, so you have three singles out right now, right? Yes. Yeah, and it, and it's um it's over empty hearts and low. Yes. Yeah, and I was listening to this stuff. I think it sounds fantastic. There's plenty of um, bands that I could kind of say it sounds like, but I I don't know whether there's any point in doing that. What I would say is, you know, if you're listening to this, you go listen to it. It's fantastically well produced, and the songs are really well crafted. How? Where did you record it? Thank you so much. We were actually at. Um, boardwalk studios and brian from fame on fire he is the lead singer he was the one who made our dreams come true basically Mm -hmm. cool where's boardwalk studios i don't know where it is it's like more in west palm right oh okay yeah Yeah, it's definitely like it's here somewhere it's it's around and i are more south so it's like up north for us okay gotcha i'm gonna look it up is it like is it in sort of the, a town sort of area or is it out in no, the no actually like warehouse it was like warehouses yeah. when yeah. i when warehouses, i was pulling yeah. up i was like where am i <laughs> i was so scared i was like nah this is weird and i was like i was like i got there later i was yeah. like yo where are you guys and they're like oh we're in this one and i was like trying to find it i couldn't find it i was freaking out and yeah i had a really bad stomach ache too so i was panicking because of that and on my stomach was like oh uh, but yeah it was it was like just, I saw like a main road. It was like a okay. main road. There was a Whole Foods somewhere. That's a lot yeah. of studios, you know. They're just those kind of warehouse spaces. I've I've recorded in a, in a ton of places like that. Um, so before you actually got, actually, I'll ask this first. When it um, did you record a bunch of tunes and then you were releasing them like one at a time, or or yeah, you do it like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah that's uh, that that makes sense. Is yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. the way to do it. And I I I think that you're really smart to do it like that because, as you know, because you're doing it. Um, there's literally no point in releasing an album these days. I mean, all of this. It's time. a singles world, 100% yeah. right now. Exactly. Not that albums aren't wonderful things, mm-hmm. of course they are. And, I'm, you know, once everything gets up there, you know, you re-release it as an album, mm-hmm. you know, you get another crack of the whip. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that, it's cool. I, you know, that's that's what I figured. And um, d- had you demoed these tunes? Like, are any of you guys sort of tech savvy in that way? Like, do, do you do any home recordings or anything like that? Yeah. <laughs> yes. The home recordings is like kind of like me. We have like the kind of studio set up quotation marks at yeah, the I house. Got you. Um, and everything's in there the kit, the amps and stuff, and. Pretty uh, the whole wall, all the walls have like moving blankets and stuff stapled yeah. on them, so it's like dampened in there. And we can pretty much pump out demos and stuff, but that's not really the stuff that gets 
published as the final track because it doesn't sound the same <laughs> yeah. as much no. as I try to learn and keep learning. But, it, but it's, a, it's a lifetime of learning. I really only feel lately that I've got to a point where, where you know, the things I produce, I'm, I'm like, okay, that's, that's good enough. You know what I mean? It's taken me a really long time to learn that stuff. It's, it's not easy. And I think the biggest thing that I had to learn was patience and and being meticulous and and doing things in a certain order um you know and not making a castle made of sand because when i was younger a lot of my recording efforts would be a kind of flurry of excitement and activity but i wouldn't have you know wouldn't have built a solid foundation you know i would have started uh. recording this song before it was properly crafted you know what i mean before and and um so just like every musician out there i have hard drives and hard drives and hard drives of, of like <laughs> unreleased things. material yeah you know? yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think these days I've got a lot better at it though. But um, yeah, I'm similar situation in home studio, you know. And then also, you know, this place we've got LMC we can work with too, which is great. That's amazing. I'm pretty spoiled for choice these days. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, I it surprises me these days when I meet a musician they haven't got some kind of setup like that because it's really it's afford you can do it, you know. Yep, it's everything's gotten smaller and more affordable nowadays. I mean. Exactly. Half the gear that you needed is like outboard gear is now simulations and computers pretty much now. Yeah, exactly. And and the uh you know, there is still some really nice outboard gear that I'd love to get my hands on, but and and unless you really, really know how to use it incredibly well, mm. I mean, it's debatable whether it would make your track sound better anyway, you know. More like status items, you know. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um yeah, eventually I'm gonna I'm gonna get round to getting some nice outboard stuff, some distresses and compressors, etc. Cool. It'll happen. Make some money, get that stuff when the boat comes in, as they say in England. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, all right. Um, in terms of like influences on on your band, who would you say are some of the most important people, or is it just sort of coming organically out of you guys? I'd say we all just have like our own influences and stuff and they all kind of come together and it's like those unique experiences and the things that have influenced us really just come out in what we do and like for me um even though i've said i'm a broadway person i have i've always loved pink as a singer and as jacob said rush i'm a big rush person oh, <laughs> i love getty cool. lee so it makes sense since bass vocals it's a, it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Pink and Rush. I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about <laughs> what, what about you, Angel? What are some of your influences? Um. So I currently Motionless and White, Slipknot, and Iron Maiden. But me growing up and watching someone that was kind of similar to me, The Warning, because oh, cool. it was okay. a female fronted band, and Bao was drumming, and I was watching her grow up while I was learning from her in a way. Yeah. So it's kind of cool seeing them how big they are now and I'm like, wow, like Yeah, it's awesome. I wanna do that. Like I wanna meet them and be like, Hi, how are you? I'm opening for you by the way. Please can we open you. can we open for the morning, please? Yeah. <laughs> please, yeah. Make that happen. If they're listening. <laughs> it's such a fun journey, all of that. And you you guys are right at the beginning of it, you know, I think that you're just gonna have such fun with this you know because all it really there's a of course there's a certain amount of luck involved and every now and again you might just sort of come across some door that is just impossible to open because because someone's 
being a dick and you can't get around him. Oh, but I yeah. mean, but like, you know, the likelihood is not if you work hard and the product is good, you know, and you, you're business like about it, it's it, there's no reason why it wouldn't work out, you know, the reason why something wouldn't work out anyway, you know what I mean? Right. Whether or not you end up sort of you know headlining Bonnaroo or or you know or some other some other avenue it, it just depends on it, it there is a luck some luck involved but mm-hmm. i would say that the chances if you're organized about it of doing well are, are pretty high honestly mm-hmm. you know so mm-hmm. um what about you jacob um what what are some of your influences um i mean i kind of just like a melding hodgepodge you could say of like I mean, I grew up on the classic stuff, listening to the classic rock. So, I mean, like, you're, the bands everyone would say from that generation, pretty much. Um, and then, like, more recently, I got into, like, during pandemic times, I started getting into, like, a lot more, like, the modern kind of stuff, which is more, like, the vein of the music we're kind of doing. Yeah. Um, and then... Sometimes I have like a bit of a soft spot for like old school like breakbeat based electronic music. Tell me about it. Um <laughs> but like I mean there's not like much to say but like anything that's like off like the drum beats that are kind of like funky drummer yeah. amen break <laughs> or those sure. kinds of beats like I always kind of like those. those Jungle and drum and bass meant a lot to me when I was like 19, 20, 21. It was pretty much of my religion. (laughs) 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 Spent all day and night making making it, going out to nights and everything. I love all that stuff. A bit of drum and bass too I do like as well. There's so much in video games and stuff, so... I know, at this point it's so... I mean, there is a little bit of a resurgence of it lately. I feel like dance music... Um, and you know EDM mm. these days, it's. I mean, there's obviously some things that that come out that are like brand new, but it feels more like everything is allowed now. Mm. It's like there's a, there's like the, there seems to be streams for all different types of it. When I when I was younger, it felt like there was this huge. Um, there was like one huge wave after another, and each wave pushed the other wave out of the mm. way. But these days, it feels more like you know because. Because so much has been tried now, you know, people right. are looking back again. You yeah, know? So yeah. like it's a whole... hard to create something like completely brand new, brand new mm-hmm. without drawing on the past. Yeah, um, exactly. Unless you make something extremely like out there. But honestly, at this point, like that's been done too. Mm-hmm. I feel like. <laughs> yeah, totally. And it, you know, I think in a, in a way that's a good thing because it, it, you know, there's just a lot a lot to choose from out there, and, and you know, people seem to be a little bit more open minded than they were in the past. You were back in the day. You were like, you know, if you were into drum and bass, that's all you were into. Mm-hmm. If you were into techno, it's all you were into. You know, pretty much to the point where you know it would start fights. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So, um, have you found the Florida music scene in terms of um, in terms of have you found it to be supportive? Have you found it to be difficult? Like, a- um, I think it's pretty difficult, right? Yeah, I feel like, and I feel like also in my age demographic, like I'm trying to, hey, come come to my show, and they're like, I'm at 18. I'm like, that's mm. right. I forgot about that because yeah. a lot of the stuff would be 18 and older or 21 and older. And I forget because, like, I'm in the band already. So it's just like, so we just go and play. Yeah. 
And not only that, like when we try posting things, we we get so happy when somebody gets there and was like, "Oh, I saw your post, and we're here." And I'm like, oh, no, like I it, feel like, "Oh it my lovely? gosh, thank you." Yes. How about other bands? Have you um have you have you made any ties with uh, other bands? Oh yeah, they're so nice. Like yeah. every every like Luxrum for me made a big impact. Like Moment in Violets. Um, now we're playing with Rune, which are our next coming band. Yes, our, yeah, our <laughs> show <laughs> on Friday. Yeah, on Friday. So I'm really excited. And this camera's yeah. on this one. Okay. This weekend. I don't know when this video's <laughs> yes. going up. Yes. Propaganda. Be at Propaganda on Friday. We're playing with A Moment of Violence and Rune. So be there That's and catch awesome. us live. Yeah, man. Propaganda. So for years and years, um, Matt, who used to run Propaganda, was um, we were in a band together. So Ooh. I played there. So many times. <laughs> yeah, we're, yeah, we're yeah. getting there now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So um, the last question I want to ask you guys before we listen to a video of yours is: um, Do you use still practice your instrument at home? Yes, absolutely, all the time. I have to because I'm doing two instruments technically at the mm-hmm. same time. So if I don't practice, I'm in huge trouble. Yeah. So I have to be very, very like. You, with myself, I'm very like, I need to practice. I need to practice. <laughs> no, that's great. I, I have to know. be diligent about it. Great to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what about you? Are you still practicing? Yeah, I still do. Sometimes, like, when I don't play for a long time and I go back on the kit, like, well, not a long time, maybe like a week, yeah. and I'll do, like, double bass, I'll be like, oh, yeah, my foot. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. It, it would, like, oh, my, no, I need to, I need to do this, like, consistent like i found that yeah, out very there's a little side of it that is like riding a bike but then there's a side of it which isn't it, where, where it's literally muscle you need yes, the muscles it, you, yeah. it's like it's like you're going to the gym yeah. exactly like it, mm-hmm. it's literally it really like is. going to the gym it's yeah. like you you know it you build but muscle. you don't have the strength for it or the stamina or like my hand would cramp and i'm like Especially yo that's weird i i know you're the whole yeah, time. I, I, crap I, out of the oh drums. yeah, <laughs> and I can't see half the time, so I just memorize where my drums are. So if they move like just closer here, and I'm hitting here, I'll be like, "Who moved my kit? Yeah. <laughs> Who moved my kit?" Because I I should know it's right here. It's yeah. right here. I don't have to see it. So that's another thing. Like yeah, I have to practice like rudiments. Like yeah, I'll do that. So it's she's actually got her drum mat marked. Oh yeah, locations. I'm so like Excellent. yeah. I got I got like this little rug. So and every single time we go somewhere, just like lay it out. It's all taped out, painted on. So I just plop everything down. And if it's like a little bit out of line, it's fine. I'll just move it like this way or this way. It's not a big deal. Yeah. But, yeah. That's a great idea, actually. Yeah, just have it like a like a map. Mm-hmm. It is exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do that. I just started playing drums in a band um, of my friends' band called BFD, and um, and it is I've I've played gigs on drums with mm-hmm. people before, but I've never played like I've never been in a band on drums. This yeah. is my first time, so uh, I'm just listening for all of these little tips here. Yeah, so, no, um, that's one. Yeah, 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 Always yeah. keep your key on you some way. Oh, hang on, I forgot my keys. On. Oh no. <laughs> I have one on there. Okay. Uh, but no, okay, so my keys are in the other room, but I have one right okay. there. On yeah, my, yeah on right there. Um, <laughs> key, or uh, bring your extra drums, uh, like drumsticks with you, have them on stage with you, water. Of course, if you have an extra skin, if something happens. Yeah, that's yeah. a good one. You yeah. Know, that's something I wouldn't have thought of is bring an extra skin, mm-hmm. of course. Mm-hmm. Go and bring them for all of them, I guess. Yeah, so. I mean, yeah. 
If, I'm mostly snare. Like if yeah. that's that's like the main thing. If a tom breaks, you have the bottom one or you have this one. So yeah. it's not even really. I don't do that with that. Or I bring an extra snare. Like I just bring a whole extra snare. Yeah, so it's go. just easier for me instead of me changing it. And um, moon gels, just in case yeah. if something is too loud, just dim it down a little bit. Yeah, moon gels are great. Yeah, I'm actually recording some drums. I'm not playing them, but um, someone's coming over to my house uh, tomorrow. My friend Ricky, who gets mentioned on this podcast every week, <laughs> he's such a dude. Anyway, he's coming around to my house tomorrow, and we're recording a bunch of drums. And uh, moon gels is uh, yeah, it's what, must what, need. what they're about. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Um, all right. So um, yeah, what about you, Jake? Have you still practice, mate? You have to. That's what you I love to hear, to my friend. That's if you to hear. get comfortable, it's like it's kind of done for you. You know, yeah, that's what dude. I feel like. I feel like you gotta you gotta keep at it always because if you let it go, you know, yeah. Especially after all that work, mm-hmm. why would you do that? Yeah, I am guilty of sometimes being like, oh, I haven't practiced, and yeah, it's been too. like a little <laughs> longer than it should be. Yeah, or like going through. Well, is, I mean, I feel you're like. feeling that guilt and you're staying on it, which is, you know, that's that. You, you, this sounds like you have a very good attitude towards it. I'm yeah, I try to try to stay on top of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Well, let's listen to a tune and uh, we're going to take a, um, a little break from chatting, listen to a tune, and uh, we'll be right back. Perfect. Thank you so much.
561 Music is sponsored by Jupiter Inlet Boat Rentals. Jupiter Inlet Boat Rentals and Boat Club is Palm Beach County's premier boat rental company and boat rental club. They've been in continuous operation since the year 2000 on the beautiful waters of Jupiter Inlet. It is the affordable alternative to boat ownership. Their membership club ranks number one in both quality, availability and customer satisfaction. You'll choose from their fleet of boats consisting of deck boats, dual consoles and centre consoles. Rent offshore fishing boats, deluxe cruising boats and plush deck boats, all powered by four-stroke outboard engines. Their vessels are fully equipped for your safety and comfort with styles suitable for ocean and intracoastal use. They are located just two minutes away from the mouth of Jupiter Inlet, which means fast access and the most beautiful stretch of the intracoastal. In fact, no other boat company can match their ideal location. Fishermen will be thrilled to note that sports fishing starts just a quarter mile offshore and the warm Gulf Stream is a mere three miles from the shore. The address is 1095 North A1A, Jupiter, Florida 33477 and you can find it at jupiterinletboatrentals.com. The telephone is 561 741 1212. In their efforts to make boating affordable, they offer rental discount membership programs that do not require a large investment up front. You pay a little to join and pay as you go. Other boat rental clubs take all your money up front, charge a monthly maintenance fee and hope you never show up. At Jupiter Inlet Boat Club, plans start at 700 to join and each time you take out a boat, daily fees start at just 249 plus fuel. There are no monthly fees. If you have heard of the boat club from 561 Music, please let them know when you call or go there to book a boat and the friendly staff will take that into account and take care of you. We are also sponsored by Oasis Root. Now, Oasis Root Carver Bar is in Seagrape Square on Indian Town Road, and it is a carver bar. If you don't know anything about carver, it's a Polynesian root that you grind up and you mix with water, and it has been in Polynesia for potentially thousands of years. It's, a, it's an old thing that um, they used for kind of ceremonial and also um, sort of ledger purposes. It's meant to be something where, you know, that brings people together. Um, you will take a, a shell of carver and chink them together and say bula and have it together like that. It's meant to be something to bring people together. It uh, has a kind of an effect, which is, I guess, a kind of a slightly warming effect. Uh, it just kind of makes you feel a, a, a nice. It's not particularly intoxicating. It's not like drinking alcohol. So... The atmosphere in a carver bar is sort of like um, a cross between a regular bar and uh, a coffee house. It's pretty chill in there. Um, you get all sorts of different types of carver bars. Some of them are more like a club, you know, this sort of like black light and EDM playing. And some of them are more like a cafe. This is one of the cafe type of ones. It's it's super chill in there. If you're looking for somewhere to, I don't know, maybe go and do some work on your laptop or go and have a chat with friends, it's perfect for that kind of thing. There's a foosball table in there if that's your jam. Or baby foot, as they call it in France. And uh, yeah, Jim, the owner, is a really cool guy and he has very kindly sponsored our podcast. So thank you very, very much for that, Jim. They also do a poker night in there. All sorts of things going on at Oasis Root Carver Bar. 561 Music is sponsored by Live Music Community. It's where we film the podcast that you're listening to right now, and it's also where I work. Gavin, Hector's son, was a student here for a long time, and in many ways he's the musician he is today because of the teachers at Live Music Community. We taught him not only about his instrument, 
but also about being in a band. And his band, Unemployed Youth, accomplished a lot of goals, mostly band etiquette, how to work together, and all of the nitty-gritty that goes into being in a band on a day-to-day basis. The student signs up for lessons, learns their instrument, joins a real band, and decides the direction it goes in. And we can take people from very young age, you know, six or seven years old, all the way up to 80. You know, there's no age limit here. Um, We run an adult program for people who want to be in a band as adults. But really, the main focus is on the on the kids and getting them playing together and in bands. Um, We are also a studio, a live stream venue, and we can record audio or video. The Killbillies live album, Warts and All, was recorded here. It was recorded during a live stream that we did during COVID. Justin had a great idea to record live streams during COVID. A ton of bands came in and it was a real success. Um, But outside of that, we can record albums. We can help you with your EPK. And we have full audio visual capabilities here. LMC is in Palm Beach Gardens on the northwest corner of Military Trail and North Lake Boulevard. It's north of the gas station right before you get to North Lake on Military Trail. And if you go to livemusiccommunity.com, you have all the information you'll need right there. All right, so um, we have just been listening to an, an ad for Live Music Community, which is where we're sitting right now. It's uh, where I work, and um, I love this place. Um, <laughs> do you? Uh, I really honestly do. I'm very lucky. I love the place I work. But um, do you have any advice for uh, people who are starting to play music, getting into playing music? Why don't we go round the table? <laughs> okay. Uh, I will say that if you're wanting to get into music, just go for it. I think the one of the biggest obstacles for people is fear, especially for singers. And speaking as a singer, I would say fear was my biggest obstacle. So just go for it. Yeah. Be be careful. Be safe. If something hurts you or feels wrong, stop. And and this goes for any any type of musician. But relax and have fun and just absorb the information i as a perfectionist myself i'm very guilty of being too hard on myself so just let it be (laughs) have have fun with the journey a lot of it is just the journey of music absolutely Mm -hmm. it is yeah um what about you angel any advice yes actually enjoy it yeah yeah (laughs) Uh, don't do it just because oh my parents did this oh i was forced to do this because you're gonna make your parents like thinking oh yeah they're gonna do this in the, in the long run right and then you're just like sitting there no i'm not right yeah, <laughs> i'm yeah. not um yeah so a actually certain amount enjoy of, like honesty and sort yeah of knowing yourself yeah. literally like if if you if you're trying to just find a new hobby that's amazing do it go for it learn the actual basics fundamentals like for me it was time signatures rudiments your equipment and techniques and exercises. That yeah. was my, like, oh, okay, this is how you're learning. Just learn the basics, go on your time, actually enjoy it, like it. Don't just do it because somebody told you to, because you're you're not going to go, like, that far with it. Like, yeah. that motivation. You, you, you have absolutely. to want yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, you have to want it really bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what about you, Jacob? Um, I got two things. Um I only have one. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, can I swear? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Which camera's on? Wear your fucking earplugs or ear yes. protection. <laughs> yes. I don't care 
how good the tone sounds in the room, it's not worth your hearing. There you go. I always wear ear protection. I'm saving my hearing. Yeah. Do the same. It's not worth it. Yeah. Okay. And the second thing is uh, if you're wanting to take it, if you're wanting to like release music and try to pursue this as a career, at least read up on music business. It's really yeah. important. Yeah. And try to get those things out of the way because if you're having issues trying to work with people before money's involved, Oof. when money's involved, it's going to get worse. Yeah. So, yeah, it's mm-hmm. great advice. Take care of that. And Absolutely. again, advice yeah. I, I wish I had uh, taken when I was younger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Honestly, I was very late on like the whole earplugs thing. Just when I met them, like actually working with them, I was like, oh, I guess earplugs are important because I'm, yeah. so, <laughs> I'm so used to not wearing them. And that's why I'm always like, huh? I, I know. <laughs> huh? Yeah. I've been using yeah. in monitors lately, and that's been a game changer. Um, I love them. Yeah, I yeah. love them. I've been having mine for like four years. I'm I'm in love. Like yeah. the insures, like. Oh. Yeah, it was something that I kind of fought for a long time. I don't know why, for no reason, and now I'm using them. I'm like, why haven't I been using them this whole time? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, they're awesome. I think with the because I played a lot of punk rock when I was younger, and and I sort of felt like it would take me out of the moment. And I, I've sort of realized, I mean, there's a certain, it does change the way that, it does change the way that you relate to the room, for sure, because you are kind of like in your own little bubble. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're like isolating yourself more. Yeah. yeah. But the band I play in, now, I, I, I still haven't tried it with like a really heavy band, but um, the band that I spend most of my time in is a it kind of bluegrass and Irish music and stuff like that. And it really, it doesn't, you know, if I am in my own little bubble, it doesn't matter, mm-hmm. you know, and I can hear everything so great and it's just wonderful. Yeah, we use like regular earplugs. So yeah. what's neat about that, I was, because I'm always used to not having them on and then like, oh, okay, everyone's playing, I'm playing too. But when they started putting their earplugs in, I was like, I want to hear what they're hearing. So yeah. I'm going to put mine in too. And the only difference is the crowd is just mute. Yeah, and, okay. and you hear them more. And I'm like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, we're yeah, putting this on true. every time now. Because I, before I couldn't, like, really hear them. And I just hear, ah! I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, so when – and I just hear them. I hear her voice because sometimes, like, you know, the sound isn't, like, run the way that, oh, I can't hear this yeah, person. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and the, the crowd doesn't help either. So yeah. it's just like, okay, we're cool. Yeah, nice, and pulls out all of those kind of harsh transients and makes it a tidy yeah. everything else. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's great. Um, so we just listened to um, a tune you guys wrote. Um, could you tell us a little bit about it? So Empty Hearts, that is the song that we most recently released back in January. And that one is definitely a little bit heavier than the other ones. It's got that heavy riff. Rocking. Yeah, it goes hard. <laughs> <laughs> And that one is, I think for me, since I wrote the lyrics, that one is my more angry, angsty kind of song. A little bit of, I guess, of a tragic feel to it, Um, especially since over the past few years, we've been kind of isolated since been kind of stuck in our houses and i i had actually gotten covid recently i'm okay clearly (laughs) but it was not (laughs) actually it wasn't too bad but the cough was the worst oh you got like a real bad cough from it was terrible like 
I was good for the first few days, and then it just <clears throat> the entire day. I was like, oh my oh, god, this man. is awful. And as a singer, I'm like, oh my god, what am I gonna do? And then it went away after a week. Okay. But yeah, so I'm very careful about all that stuff. So you know, the past few years, I've just been in my house, and I'm like, oh my god, what do I do now? <laughs> <laughs> so being stuck at home. I mean, as an introvert, not too bad. But after a while, it's like, okay, I feel like I'm just doing the same thing over and over. What am I doing in my life? I feel like I need to do something. I think it's had just an an unbelievably huge effect on global mental health. I mean, it's just been terrible. Yeah, and I'm a big advocate for mental health and stuff. And having a a clear mind and practicing mindfulness, and a lot of people think it's a lot of caca, but (laughs) honestly, just exercising and even if you just go outside and get a little bit of sun for 15 minutes, like I'm, yeah. I am sometimes guilty of staying in my room a little bit too long. My parents are like, uh, Jess, where are you? Yeah. <laughs> but definitely just grounding yourself. And what I mean by grounding is that you're present in the moment and yeah. relating that to music. You got to be in the moment. That's one of the things I love so much about music is that it, if you're someone who overthinks and, um, and doesn't live in the moment, you know, very much music can pull you into it mm-hmm. you know and it's one of the things i love i just love about it yeah overthinker right here yeah, tell, <laughs> yeah. Tell me about it. yeah, yeah yes. exactly I, th- I think we're all perfectionists yeah, we're and all big of us are perfectionists like it's bad like if just three of us in a room we're like we we butcher ourselves it's it's terrifying but <laughs> we're like this doesn't sound good I need to do this. And Jacob be like, no, it's like this. And Jess is like, I, I, she's, I feel so bad because it's not only like one thing. It's like, she has to worry about the two two things. And then some like, oh, she's like, like, oh, I'm doing great here, but it's like so hard to like coordinate. I like, girl, your coordination. (laughs) I'm looking at you. Yeah, I'm doing this. What is wrong with you? It sounds fine. And I'm like, it's not how I practiced it. Yeah. That's the thing always though. It's like, when you're your own worst critic, it's like mm-hmm. you yeah. can play it and be like, oh, man, that was horrible. And no matter what anyone else says, oh, I was great. Yeah, it's I, don't like, I don't necessarily no, it's so, trust a musician yeah. who comes off stage every time and goes, oh, it was fine. You know? Yeah. It's a fine line to ride because it's so easy to get stuck in that negative headspace yeah. of like, ah, oh, it needs to be better. Yeah. But also, if you're not trying to always be as best as you can mm-hmm. then you're just gonna not progress yeah, you know? mm-hmm. start slipping. Mm-hmm. You're, you're absolutely right and it's you know very similar to what you're saying about practicing and it's all you know it's true and I, I i agree with you you got to be you know you got to you got to be a, a critic of yourself but you're right you can't take it too far you mm-hmm. know because otherwise mm-hmm. you get you know you get depressed about it yeah <laughs> you gotta, you it's really sad yeah so um all right, uh, we took a couple of... So I, we spoke to you guys, we were saying, oh, do you want to um, uh, talk about any gear? And you guys didn't want to. Turns out you guys have the coolest gear ever. <laughs> so I managed to figure out a way to get some pictures of it. And why don't we start with uh, your drum kit, Angel? Okay, um, so it's an SJC drum kit. And how the whole design process i always knew that i wanted oh look at that beautiful angel wow yeah. <laughs> okay so it's actually like a little story just a mini story um throughout the whole kit it's obviously like different photos and different pictures or whatever but 
the bass drum has like just different pictures of just zombie women because girl power what <laughs> um, <laughs> the the brain on uh, the snare like zombie is cool the brain snare mm-hmm. Justin was talking about it before it might be the, the coolest snare I've ever seen really <laughs> <laughs> um like in between like the rims and everything it's like a pearl blood red oh it's just a perfect touch and the badge is actually one of the zombies from evil dead so yeah. it glows in the dark and everything and it's so cool um the floor tom is like the humans fighting the zombies oh no and then above it is kind of like how it started like i, people... I love it i've got the book of the dead at home. oh yeah oh, yeah. yeah yeah so like above it it's like oh explosions like the world is going crazy and then above the the first one is that's like around it has like these barrels of like radiation yeah so that's how like the zombies in my story formed so well, yeah. there you go no i think it's, it's just fantastic what what a fun drum kit you know thanks and it's yeah. so metal it's the most metal thing i've ever seen it's thank so, you it's it looks so cool up and then of course, even the things you tighten on the symbols are skull oh yeah heads they're skull too. heads yeah oh you I serious yeah and uh oh the rest God. of like the rims here are all like splatted blood it's just paint but like Everything has kind of red. The little tighteners are the skull heads. Even my beaters on the the pedals are skull heads. Yeah, yeah, it's a cool kit. <laughs> I'm I'm so proud of it. But um, like the actual toms itself, it's a barrel, and I don't know if you can tell, but it's all rusted and everything. So right, right. All of them I, are oh, barrels. It's a, it's barrels. Wow. Mm-hmm. All of them are barrels. Wow, that's so cool. That's yeah. one of it is it is up there with the coolest kits I've I've seen. Thank in my you. Life. Um, I've seen a lot of gear, and so yeah, <laughs> kudos to you. Thank you. <laughs> so why don't we have a look at um, Jacob's situation here? Can you tell us a little bit about this, Jacob? A little toaster. little Kemper toaster, toaster <laughs> as it's colloquially known, I guess. Uh, I know sometimes for some people these can get a little controversial, I guess, for some guitarists. It's a digital profiler, so it's... It's not a analog amplifier. I know some people get a little up in arms about that. I think that's starting to fade. I, I think so too. Yeah. Especially like when you realize that you just pick it up and it goes like this. Yeah. Because like tubes are heavy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so it's it's just convenient, especially for live stuff. And I mean, I've I've had the opportunity to play through a lot of amps in my time some of them are like holy grail i guess type of amps i don't know i guess whatever you could say like jcm 800s and whatever 5150s and actually a side tangent i guess uh in high school they the music program they had like a little rock band thing and they had a 5150 4x12 and i don't remember if it was a 50 watt or 100 watt head on it and that was what i was playing through every day oh, at wow. school in my high school that's right <laughs> for like three of the years yeah so you got a good amount of experience with those kind of amps and i and i think these days the the quality of the um, emulated stuff it's very it, good it's very good and yeah. it keeps getting better at like a very fast rate and for me it's it's just not i mean listen i love the experience of flicking it and watching the tubes heat up and being like oh 
Yeah, but totally. it's not for me. I mean, listen, everyone's got their thing, but for me, it's not worth the hassle to lug it to a live thing. Yeah, and where it's more fragile, you know. And the amount of times I've I've tested my amp beforehand and I've got there, and the first song just goes off, and you got no yeah. idea why. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah, it's happened to me. It's so, so dirty power can affect them, and it's yeah, it's, it's like a consistency thing and an ease of use thing, and yeah. No, I get it. Um, I, I was using my JCM 2000 for um, the most recent kind of heavyish band I was in. And, uh, you know, it would go wrong sometimes. And I think next, it, it, you know, my next uh, project, I just joined a punk band again. I was talking about on drums. But when the drummer is here, the, the previous drummer, I'm going to be on guitar. So I think, you know, I'm going to be picking up one of these uh, one of these units. I think I'm going to do it. I'm going to I'm going to make the. Uh, Make the switch. I think Yay. it's time. Nowadays, they, <laughs> they even got a. There's even like a free and open source, like neural training thing that people have been using the GPUs in their computers to train them on their amps yeah. so that it'll replicate that. And it's like that just popped up and now people are going crazy about that thing. Well, that's the cool thing is that, you know, because I, I, can, I can play my JCM 2000 into it if I'm so desperate to have the exact same tone i I still can you know what i mean just just gotta just gotta like record the thing into it you know it's like it keeps changing so fast and yeah it's interesting time to be a guitarist i suppose (laughs) yeah absolutely it is yeah i agree with that i play an acoustasonic um jazz master in my uh in in killbillies the the bluegrassy kind of um folky band and for live it is just you know and that has a chip in it is that you know it's the, Mm. the tones aren't like acoustic and original tones they're they're emulated and it's just so so great for live you know because you always know what you're going to get you know every time mm-hmm. it's again it's reliable as long as i remember to charge the battery of course but mm-hmm. uh, yeah <laughs> all right so um what do you guys got coming up what do we need to know about this and coming up in the future well very soon we'll actually be releasing another song it's called unseen things yeah. and this one is a little bit different from the other ones as well but it does go hard as well. <laughs> so look out for that. It'll be dropping, and we're, we're looking at the summer. So okay, great. Mm-hmm. Just, just keep an eye soon. out. Coming up. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the, uh, the quote of the, uh, of, of the interview has been, uh, exigent, go hard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it goes hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. You guys do. They're awesome. Um, so, all right. Well, thanks so much for coming. I'm gonna. Have you got any gigs coming up or anything like that? Yes. Oh, that was the yeah. one. At, um, yeah, propaganda. You want to yes. big that up again, real quick? Yes. Yeah, so this one Friday. Okay, the camera's right there. Yeah, there so go. this Friday, we're going to be at Propaganda, and we're going to be playing with Rune and A Moment of Violence. So come on out and support. We hope to see you there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and brilliant. We have, um, and we also have one in Lauder Ale. Oh, yes, and oh, we yes. just got another one. <laughs> yes, I almost forgot about that. At Lauder Ale Brewery, thanks to Lucas. Uh, that's our friend who got us in there. Mm-hmm. And is that in Fort Lauderdale? Yes, yes. it yeah, is. Yeah. Down south. Yeah, yeah. Cool. All right. Well, um, Killbillies, my band, we're playing at Maxi's Lineup, which is in Jupiter on Friday, and that's from 9.30. And then um, James and I are playing at the Square Grouper in Jupiter from 3 to 6 on the Saturday. And then um, we're playing Lunafest in Vero Beach at um, 9.30 on Sunday. Um, one of the bands that closes out the, the festival. And if you don't know anything about Lunafest, it's all online just look it up there are tons of bands playing 
Um, she has done a a really good job of booking the acts. There's like a million bands. I don't know how this thing is going to go on. So it's going to be crazy. But I'm really looking forward to it. There's so many bands, and 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 it all kicks off on Thursday, which will be yesterday by the time you hear this. So yeah, you know, the 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 festival will be in full swing by the time you hear this episode. So um, if you want to go to a music festival this weekend, go to Lunafest. Um, all right. Well, thank you guys so much for coming. Really, really appreciate it. You're lovely, charming people. Oh, thank you for thank having you so us. Much. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, again, just to reiterate, please like and subscribe um, on the YouTube. It makes a big difference for us. We're you know trying to get those uh, subscriber numbers up. And um, you can go on our website, five six one music dot com. And um, there's a place there you can donate to the podcast if you feel like helping us along with it. Because this is, you know, it's, it's tantamount to um, a charity, really. It's, like, it's, a, it's, it's, it's a something we do for the community. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not making any money out of it. We're just doing it to try and help um, promote local music. So, uh, at, you know, if you, if you want to help us do that, we'd be really, really appreciative. And if you want to find us on social media, it is a 561 Music Podcast on all the socials. So, uh, yeah, brilliant. Thanks, guys, for coming. And, uh, and we'll see you later. Thank you Thank so you. much. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>